Have you ever watched an apocalyptic sci-fi movie and wondered, could any of this really happen? I'm Carrie Bechet, and on Hypothetical, we explore what-if questions two ways, through speculative science fiction and through insight from the world's most brilliant scientists. And spoiler alert, your favorite sci-fi movies aren't nearly as far-fetched as you may think. Time travel with me into our possible futures on Hypothetical. New episodes every Tuesday available on all podcast apps. That's Hypothetical, H-Y-P-E-R-T-H-E-T-I-C-A-L. Hey guys, it's Malls. Thanks so much for listening to Please Advise. Just a quick message before the show. Don't forget to subscribe on iTunes. It's super helpful for us and super helpful for you. You can also call 323-450-7408 to get your calls on the show. Again, 323-450-7408. Or email askpleaseadvise at gmail.com with your voice notes or emails. Thanks so much. Okay, guys, it's episode 164. Please advise Angela Ronaldo's here. And like, Hello. We're talking, hey girl. So first of all, welcome to the show. Angela, Thanks. I don't even know how to introduce you except to say that like you're the Michael Jordan of the Valley. I'm the goat. You're a post-production <laughs> coordinator, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, I manage post now. Manage I've, post. I've moved along since I've last You've killed it. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. It's been. I mean, I've it's good. It's like been about We've eight years. Advanced. So I know, exactly. We worked at Scrappers together as tape loggers back in the day. It's no, a great I show. was a coordinator. You were a logger. Oh, no, I was talking about me and Christina. Sorry. Oh, you too. Yeah, yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah, do we remember that. Loggers. But uh, thanks for delighting in my misery. I actually loved logging tape, so yeah. I loved it. It doesn't feel that far back, but it was pretty long time ago. That was a really long time ago. Yeah. I was outside of Scrappers when I got a call about like my first MTV thing, and I was like 25. So that was like years ago. Yeah. I remember being outside of Scrappers when that happened, too. I was like, fuck. Wasn't there one day that I ooh, that I didn't work that or that you didn't work that I did? Like you only did like Wednesdays and Thursdays or something. And no, I we were there Thursday, like Friday. every day together. Oh, okay. um, but there was just like one day that I had to go for a job interview. That oh, I right. Work. I don't know why I thought that was like every week. Um, by the way, so I we're gonna get to. Oh, let's just get to last night first. Um, do you need me to tell you about it, apparently? Uh, yeah, okay, what do you so know about I haven't it? <laughs> smoked weed in, like, a really fucking long time. Like, flowers. Like, I will smoke him my weed pen or I'll eat a gummy, like I said on the last episode. But I haven't smoked weed, smoked weed in a really long time. And, like, Angela is known to get you high. Like, that's just that it is the reality with Angela. She's always loved her weed. I think it's one thing we've always we've always agreed on. And Wags literally is, like, not having any Wags of Wags obviously this today. hates weed, so therefore he hates me. No, he doesn't like really anyone, myself included. Um, but um, he's on guard right now, so let's not. Yeah, yeah. Let's not pull the not bear. Let's not pull the bear. Exactly. Um, that is something that people like to do with wags is push a limit. I've noticed that. She just people like to the shove head. their hand hand back in the fire. You know what I mean? Like they love to poke the bear with wags. I don't know what it is. It's because I know him so well. So I'm like, oh, okay. No, but, like, why do people want to poke the bear with him? Like, because he's tiny? I think it's just, like, they think he'll he'll get over it really quickly. Like, yeah. he, he won't, but he, like, does not. Motherfucker doubles down, yeah. like, if anything. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, so we have tacos in the way. We won't spend too much time with this. But I got really fucking stoned last night with Angela. We had a catch-up night. And, um, yeah, like, I don't really remember a lot of last yeah, night. Yeah, we caught up, and then you forgot. Yeah, I like blue, we blue trees and then I like decided to I don't know why we decided to call Christina. Why did I decide to call Christina? Because I remembered Christina and we got on this Christina hype moment yeah. of what I remember about her and you're exactly the same by the way. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 
We yeah. all look the same. We are all same. Like trapped in amber. <laughs> Is that what you said before this? Are you yeah. guys old enough Possibly. to remember that show Out of This World? Like, yes. Yeah. You'd freeze. Evie. Yeah. Yeah. Evie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That must be what happens. <laughs> I think so. Um, dude, Out of This World was like just the tail end of like that era of tv and i barely remember it it was like weird like syndication television totally. that wasn't made for like actual like night it, syndication it came TV on around like punky brewster yeah like it was around that time of day and like that's or like a xena warrior princess that's also like a syndicated television right. show i'm <laughs> trying to think of like that one. oh yeah uh, i love uh lesbians did too yeah <laughs> lucy lawless yeah Big deal. Um, but yeah, so Christina like re- really wants to play the voicemail I left last night, which I still haven't heard. And like, oh, you I haven't? Know, That's awesome. I this don't know awesome. if this is a good look for me, but we'll go with <laughs> it right. anyway. Hey, sex worker. Do you want to talk about some shit right now? Hit me up on my phone. Andrew and I are going to fucking challenge you to a you ain't shit bitch. Bye. Yeah, so I think I said to I said to Angela like I'm gonna say like sub poker, but I was like Christina's not gonna appreciate that. So I, have to I love that even in your her. your high mind, you know that. <laughs> I know. I'm like I'm gonna get Christina's gonna take all the fun out of this, and she's gonna be like, why didn't you why didn't you call me that? That's a bad word. And I was like, so I have to get ahead of her and like not let her like fucking poke the air out of the situation, but. So we have tacos coming in 15 minutes. So let's just catch up during this time. Angela, you had five brain aneurysms. I had four brain aneurysms, five surgeries to fix it. Okay. So, so well, what is a brain aneurysm for the audience at home? <clears throat> when you have weak tissue on an artery okay. and it bubbles kind of like bubble gum does oh. when you blow a bubble. Blood gets in there. It expands. It can only go one way. It'll eventually expand too much and rupture. That's what happens to me. Back of my head, optical nerve area, the very back of my head. I did some chin-ups. I was doing chin-ups. On a, I was on a fitness kick at the time. Good thing I don't work out. I know. This is the one case where that'll save you. Yeah. Um, and then it just felt like somebody hit me in the back of the head with a bat. And I had been to two funerals in 2016 for two people I know. Yeah. That had an ailment like this. One died of a ruptured aneurysm. Another had bleeding on the brain. Both conscious during this pain portion. Like, it's immediate and it's insane pain. And they just what they described to the people they called for help was what I was experiencing. So going to two funerals and talking about their last phone call helped me understand what was happening to me. I hauled ass to emergency where they had me wait. About three hours, maybe, before I was under a CAT scan and seeing blood on my brain. And then it was go, go, go. I woke up the next day. They didn't expect me to be completely whole, able to talk, walk. They weren't sure what kind of brain damage I had. And I woke up asking for a drink because I had cotton mouth and was worried about who was walking my dogs. Yeah. And the whole room, like, I died about that because that's exactly what you would do. Yeah. I just woke up like, dogs. The dogs. And I need juice because what is this cotton milk? Angela is also a bleeding heart who like loves dogs. You survived. True. Like, first of all, I always die when you're like, I can't take jobs in this area. Like in South uh, Central because yeah. you're like, I just wind up fucking picking up dogs everywhere. Not happening. It's so true, man. Like, it's crazy how many people just don't take care of their dogs or like. Or they do. And, you know, they they slip up somewhere. It's all yeah. possible. I've yeah. learned it all. I don't get mad at people anymore. I just need to get the damn dog out of the road. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. I remember finding a dog and I was in Truckee. There was like a little husky running down the street. And like when we took it home, they didn't even realize it was missing. Wow. And I was just like, this is not fucking okay. And like, I guess the kids had kind of like opened the door to let the dog out to pee. And like, I just like never, um, I can't imagine that. Like, I feel like I'm so aware of where he is all the time. And like, these were two little kids that had let it out and the mom like came to the door with a third baby. So I was like, yeah. And I was just like, you know, her husband's like passed out in the other room. I just hope those are the moments that they learn from. Yeah. I just hope. Yeah. And it was, uh, it was a real big wake up call. Like I just remember saying to her, like, I'm going to give you your dog back, but like, you can't let this happen again. Like it was in the middle of the busy traffic street. Yeah. I lost a dog that way. A German shepherd. She was dope. But on a lighter note. Yeah. Well, I wanted to, like, ask you. Sorry. Yeah. So that was the first aneurysm. Yeah, I had a ruptured aneurysm. That exposed – that put light on the problem, the fact that I have these. Um, I – Oh, so say, when then the CAT scan and yeah, showed when that the you one had- that ruptured, well, the one that ruptured actually brought attention to the fact that I had I wasn't riddled with them, but there were several on my brain. Um, I had been diagnosed with hypertension already, so that's basically pressure in the veins and arteries, which can eventually, uh, you know, imagine putting your car in park and stepping on the gas, <clears throat> like you're running hot all the time, and you're going to run out of oil, and you're going to run out of energy, and things are going to break down. <clears throat> So I've been monitoring that with medication, and I, I ran out of my medicine two weeks prior and hadn't, oh, hadn't right. refilled it. So my veins were tight. I it was a, I, had, I worked part. in South Central on a dog rescue show. Yeah. And there were dogs everywhere, and everyone's like, Angela, there's one over here. Angela, there's one over here. I was rescuing dogs. Anyone who knows me you might remember Grandpa that and was Mr. Right. T. Yeah, that was right around that time. I had dogs on my, at my house, in the garage, in the car. In the, it was, I just needed to take care of all that. So the aneurysm happened in the middle of high stress. Not eating well. My medicine was I not forget refilled. how I found out, but it was like someone had sent like, maybe I found it on Facebook or something and someone had posted like a GoFundMe being like, Angela. You guys, my, the place I work, I work for a television production company and they put together a GoFundMe that I woke up to yeah, over $10,000 in it, like overnight basically for people People love you, and you're also I, it was like the most giving, kind person. That like, thank you. It would be um, like crazy to not like. That's what those things are literally for. It like, just went, and it made it so I could be out of work for four months and pay my rent and eat, and even put some of this on the bills that followed. Because yeah, hey, don't have an HMO. I don't care. Spend the extra money, get less sushi, get the bit higher, more expensive medical plan. People trust me. Because if you a, when you need it, you need it. Like that is the reality. HMOs of those. are there for you in a catastrophic situation only. Yeah. And then, so to get back to what you were saying, the other three aneurysms on my brain, one ruptured in a scan. They saw them around, but this one had ruptured, so we're going to fix this one. Come back. They wanted to go back in a couple of days later, fix one. Basically, what they do is they go in through my hip, through my femoral artery. It's that vein when somebody's like working out a lot, and that that vein that that goes yeah. through, just points down to the sweet spot. They go in that and goes all the way up through my chest, my heart, through my neck, yeah, to my brain. That's also and the other thing, too, is that's fucking crazy that that's how they do it. insane. The doctor's not even touching me. He's on a computer over here, like... Oh, right. And they have contrast ink in my veins from IVs, so it's glowing, and he's looking at a big screen with, like, just a, a path. It's called road mapping yeah. my arteries, and they get up there, and the, a lead wire gets there. A tube follows. Lead wire comes out. Tools follow. They put a spring inside the artery where the weak tissue has erupted. Yeah. They fill the 
the bubble, if you will, the aneurysm that had ruptured with a metal coil that looks like platinum dental floss. Right. And they fill it, and then the, the little stent in the artery holds that in place so it can't fall out and go downstream and kill me again, or try to kill me again. Yeah. And I just have to monitor this and the, for the rest of my life. The I have, surgeries were really high, like, risk, right? Yeah. The first one, I mean, they prepared my parents for me maybe not to make it. They gave a 35 40% chance of my survival. So, you guys, when I woke up and I was going through my phone, people were, like, saying goodbye. To, I had texts where people said goodbye to me. And then I got to respond. Fuck. Like, hey, yo. Like, like, what did they think? But I think people do that because you know how like, like it's like the game of telephone. Angela had an aneurysm, and then if you don't know the whole story, you associate aneurysm with your aunt who died. Yeah. And but I think now she I means, died. Like, why do people why did text, they text oh. you goodbye? Like, oh my god, well, they would talk to me, talk about me in past tense. You were so great. I hope you pulled through. Like a realized Facebook, like where it's like people like are just hoping that like even like did they you're write gone, them expecting that you would see them is what I was saying. People wrote as if they would not see me again. Right, there was a couple people that okay. talked to me. In like while I'm in life-saving brain surgery, like it went far and wide and it got to certain corners that really weren't sure what happened to me. And they just hit me straight on the phone and I got to respond. That was, it was crazy. Yeah. I got to respond from, you know, beyond. And the love that followed that though, like that's why I was, if, if anyone knows me listening to this, my social media was riddled with live, live from my hospital bed. Yeah. Nobody knows what aneurysms are, what they can do. I almost dropped dead in my house, you guys, yeah. doing chin-ups at the healthiest point of my life. Like, yeah. yeah, it happens. If it if it ruptures in your heart, it's a heart attack. If it ruptures in your leg, like Oof. that's the sudden death stuff. Right. And if you're like home alone. Exactly. Did Luckily, I had a douchebag. Did you your dad or something? I called my father. I, you know, I'm yeah. born and raised here. My family's all here. Dad is 911. So luckily I went to the right hospital that had his like stroke center, neuro center. Shout out to Providence St. Joseph's, Dr. Seidelbaum. Where is that? It's in Burbank? Right, right up the street. Oh. Or no, not up the street, but in Burbank, right? Oh, neighboring okay. town. Yeah, because I have a hospital, like, to, like yeah. it's actually, like, walking distance yeah. from here. Kaiser Glendale. No, not Kaiser Glendale. It might be, but, like, it's so fucking, it's something American, it's something good. Glendale. You guys, I've learned one thing, though. Whenever you need 911, okay. I'm going to tell anyone who's listening, pay attention to this. If you don't have a landline, a landline to 911 tells them exactly where you are, saving a lot of time. Uh, Calling from a cell phone to 911, you can tell them where you are, which is, but if you can't, for whatever reason... They have to bounce things off. Oh, I've seen SVU. I know. It takes eight eight minutes-ish to find exactly where you are if you call from a cell phone. So, I mean, not a lot of people have landlines these days. It's hard enough to, literally, I've thought about it. I can't imagine a fire truck coming up here. Yeah, I mean. They would have to carry me down the street. Like, they would have to. Well, they'd have to send the young rookies to run up this hill. And that's, you know, a good thing. Yeah, that is true. Fuck. Angela, I'm so happy you made it. I made it. I'm okay. You can't kill me. No. Michael Jordan of the Valley. But by the way, so like, <laughs> what, are you, what is now, like, do you have to do stuff to prevent yes. it? You have so to- I have these coils and stents. They, they fixed the rupture, saved my life. A couple days later, Christmas Eve 2016, they did another surgery on that my left the, side. It all like at Christmas, too. It was Christmas time. I had a tree in my room. I was in the hospital for three weeks. I woke up. I had to pee so bad, you guys. And I was like, I just want to get up. And they were like, don't get up. Don't get up. And then my best friend leaned in and was like, you are peeing. And I was like, what does that mean? And then I realized that there's like this, you know, a catheter. I didn't even notice it was there. You are peeing. And, uh, That's like my nightmare. Yeah. It's like hearing 
from someone else that I'm peeing. My nightmare was having a catheter for two weeks and worrying uh. I was going to be a bedwetter when I went home because I hadn't consciously peed for so long. Oh, I got what? like the baby bedwetter things and was like very happy that it didn't come that's to that a, point. That's like, see, you're so smart with that stuff. It wouldn't well, my dog's pee pad, too. I was like, I'm doing this. This is not, I'm not <laughs> ruining my eight, my fancy bed mattress no. with like, no, my aneurysm can. will not win. No. I win. Do a lot of people wind up peeing the bed after a catheter? I mean- I know some people who pee the bed when they drink too much. Not you. Not referring uh, to you. No. At no, all. I, I, I don't think anyone what? thought you were. No, well, because you were, Interesting. you know. <laughs> I just didn't want people to think I was touching on last night. No. No, no. And I also no, wasn't no. drunk. I was just stoned. As, that's like yeah. dark I, to think that someone just being really stoned and peeing their pants. I've seen it. Like someone sitting on an outside patio. No. Lounge chair. And then just. You got to get real close too because you're not really sure that that's what's happening. You're like, no. She's. No. No. No, yep. Mm-hmm. That's what's happening. Uh, yeah, I um, happening. definitely don't get people that get so drunk to the point that they like pee the bed. You don't have those guy friends who like, or, or the guy that spent the night unwillingly I've known and guys. peeing in the corner. Oh, when he no, that's go. like, that was huge in cl- college, yeah, though. Like, I mean, I think I just realized just together, recently, boys. I don't black out. So, like, yeah. I, I just like know to stop before that. Like, yeah. I get too tired. And I just like need to go home and go to bed. Exactly. So like we did last night. Yeah. Like, I realized night, driving like, up here. I was like, I gotta go to bed. Oh yeah, you drove me. I home realized last night. that you you were trying you were trying to tell me, let's go look at the houses on Chevy Chase. And now that I've come here for the first time, I realized it was your creative way of let's just go in the direction of my house and like but I didn't pick up on that. I ended up taking you you don't you may not remember. You were like, let's go look at the houses and on no. Chevy Chase Drive and pick which one we would want. And uh, that sounds like me. And they are really sound, nice. That does sound like mom. She was like, it's, you know, this way. Let's go look at the big houses. And, and they are really big Have houses. something to work toward. And I realized that you just you were trying <laughs> to get something to work toward. Trying to come in this direction of home. We I were, was? I think so. And then I took you to my house. So I was like, let's just go to my house and smoke a joint. And oh, then I'll take you home. Oh, boy. <laughs> and uh, oh, God. And then I got the voicemail. Yeah. 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 And I don't know if you remember this, but like last <laughs> night I was like, I know this house from YouTube. Like, I knew your <laughs> building from YouTube. Yeah. And I was like, this is fucking crazy. And I was, like, texting my friend. And it was so hard for me to text last night. Like, I was, like, oh, yeah. really fucking struggling. And your eyes, you couldn't see anyways. You had no glasses. Like, yeah. And I was, like, struggling. So. I was your little phone bitch. Angela, go do an Instagram for me. Angela, I need you to write this to Christina for me. I couldn't do it. Help uh, Romeo, baby. Help. On the yeah. way home, I was like, I was using my microphone because I was like trying to text someone back and I was like, I can't do it. Yeah. Text this person. I know. I was having a hard time and like I was kind of dying for my Uber driver because he was like, oh, she's fucked up. Like I heard him like giggling when I was like. <laughs> no, when he called to tell you he was here, do you know what you told the man on the phone? You said, I need you to wait a couple minutes. I'm not done yet. Oh. Yeah. And I was like, she'll be, she'll be right down. She'll be right down. Like, you know, oh. we need him to wait. I need you to but, uh, wait yeah. for me. Luckily, he had, you know, the time. Yeah. He was, he was all good. Did he you get in the front seat? Are you a front seat Uber driver? No, right? No, I do sometimes. But, like, I'm usually – I don't do that when I'm drunk. Why? Why the front – I mean – Last night I didn't get in the front seat. I don't think I don't remember if you did. No, I got into the back seat and it was like an SUV. That was the other thing too. Oh, yeah, like that's a right. van or something. Yeah. Which vanish. I, which is always interesting when that shows up and they're like, How do I I very this rarely is what I'd have if I had kids. Like, but why do they have this? I very um, rarely use Uber Lyft. I'm a I'm an LA girl. I'm yeah. Down to the valley. I've had my own car since, you know, my grades were good enough, which was seventeen. 
Yeah, well, that took a minute to get my license. <laughs> I just like I don't want anything to do with like being high and driving or like being drunk and dr- I I can't. I don't condone it, but you know I can, I right. can handle it. Well, yeah, you also smoking I, and driving. I will say like my friends from LA have a better grip on it than I do because like, I've been like, driving more than half my life. Like yeah. I've been, got this and like you are definitely also from like pre-uber la Absolutely. which is it's i'm from world. pre pre everything la pre cell phones growing up in la you guys yeah holy god the oh things god. i have people seen be like people. i'm in traffic five minutes away like i'm not even thinking fucking that wait for them yeah that i think about that a lot like <sighs> when like a friend would run late to the movies for example and i'd be like what did i do like, I guess I just was fucked and I sat there. But, like, this was even, like, before, like, the advent of, like, text message being, like, easy and huge, you know? Like, the first text message I got, I was like, what is this? And I, uh, now that I look back on it, I'm just like, how do we fucking, everything I do yeah. is so just, like, it's shot off. Like, it's, like, before, like, we texted, like, three times before you got here today. And it was all, like, pertinent information that, like, yeah. looking back, like, if you would... I had to go to a landline and call me and be like, hey, I'm tired today. I'm getting you coffee. Like, that would have been – it was just, like, it's so much easier to express yourself now, too. Yeah. Like, to get everyone – feel like, this is my But thing. it also reduces, like, we feel like we're having valuable connections when we're really not sometimes. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's also, like, that double-edged sword of, like, we're not really being emotionally intimate because we think this – like face-to-face interaction is always just so much more better. And, but like, now it's like there's almost no excuse for confusion. You know what I mean? Like it used to be that like there would be, you know, you would have to tell someone a bunch of shit when you got there and be like, sorry, like this happened, this happened, this happened. Like now, like if you don't communicate that, like you're just an asshole. But it's also easier to flake on things too. Yeah. Yeah. No, absolutely. But like there's just – Oh, the tacos are here. Okay, good. All right, let's wrap this up. I got to eat some tacos. Our happy Cinco de Mayo, you guys. Thank Two you. weeks ago. Thank you happy so much. Happy 18th of May or whatever today <laughs> is. All right, I'll talk to you guys in a bit. Hi, Molly. This is Sarah from Iowa. Um, I have a question. I feel like you probably know the answer to it, but I'm just interested in your opinion. So my cousin invited me to be a bridesmaid, and we used to be really close when we were little, but we aren't super close now, so... I was very, like, honored, and it was very sweet of her, and I accepted, obviously. But she invited me to her bachelorette party, and all of her other bridesmaids, the other eight of them, are all of her college uh, sorority sisters. And they're going to Scottsdale, Arizona. And I live in the Midwest. We all live in the Midwest. And I am pretty much paycheck to paycheck. Like, it's really hard for me to even save up enough money to, like, go on a road trip or something like that, let alone buy a plane ticket somewhere so I was just wondering if you think it's appropriate to say sorry I can't because of that reason or if there is sort of like a way that I can politely decline the invitation I sort of have already done that by saying that I'm waiting till I can see if there's like a affordable flight but I also kind of just like don't really want to go so I think I think I already know what you're going to say I'm going to go as far as to say that, like, everyone might be equally relieved that you're not going to come. Because if they are eight best friends from college, like, they're probably going to be like, oh, like, her cousin, though. Like, they're going to be worried you're (laughs) going to feel left out. Like, you are the odd man out. Scottsdale, Arizona, like, wow, what a sad location. (laughs) Like, maybe there's some, like, maybe they're all going to, like, a spa or, like, one of those big resorts they have in Arizona. But, like... 
I don't know, man. That sounds like really fucking lame. Uh, <laughs> I, have, I have a really good thought, actually. Okay, that? let's hear it. I say you're exactly right. Yeah. You'd be miserable there anyways. But what you should do is maybe after that first night that they're there, find out this girl, the bride's hotel room, oh. and send some sort of treat to the room from you so you're there in spirit. Something cheap. Yeah. You know, a Send chocolate a of treat wine or, or like yeah. some champagne. Champagne and strawberries, like the morning after or whatever, the night, the day she Send arrives. A stripper. She doesn't have money. We're trying to keep this cheap. How much so is she a stripper in champagne and strawberries? I mean, I'm saying like that might, that might be the cheapest thing you can get in Scottsdale, mm. Arizona. <laughs> What's you make going a good point. rate for a stripper in Scottsdale? $35. <laughs> like literally $35. <laughs> like the entire state. No, that's New Mexico. The entire state's on welfare. But like. Yeah, okay. I've said before on this podcast that Arizona is the New Jersey of the West. And I stand, I stand by that. That is a really great thought. Like, That's like, on point like, right Lake there. Havasu. Like, it's all very, like, trashy out there for sure. No <laughs> offense, like, to all of our listeners from Arizona. I love and you tanned. guys. Yeah. I've never but been. It's not great there. <laughs> I don't know why you would go. Like, it seems like I such an odd choice. Like, go to Chicago. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> Like, if you bring drugs into that state, not to assume that, like, necessarily everyone's going to be doing drugs, but, like, the fuck are you getting married for if you're not doing drugs at your bachelorette party? Sorry. <laughs> is that a, is that a I'm literally statement? in the middle of planning a bachelorette party right now, so they're, I'm like, you're changing my expectations. Drugs, but, like, well, I mean, people might chief there, but, like... I mean, if I'm invited, they definitely will be. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, I definitely, like, I'm also, like, Scottsdale, dude, like... Yeah, you're Ever not the been? maid of honor. I've been to Arizona. Yeah, it hasn't ended well for me. But uh, that's a story for another time. That's right. Um, but yeah, no, I uh, I would just, I honestly think that everyone will kind of be like, and I don't mean that in a mean way, kind of relieved. Like, you are the odd man out. So I would own that status if I were you. You kind of said that up front. Like, it is nice that your cousin invited you or or asked you to be a bridesmaid in the first place. But like... If she didn't have a weird reaction to you saying, I don't know if I can afford the ticket, then she probably either is A, expecting this, or B, has a good understanding. Like, thank God she's not unreasonable. And, like, you're like, there would be people who would call and be like, my cousin flipped the fuck out on me when I said I couldn't afford it. Like, you're calling about a very good problem in terms of being a bridesmaid. So, I don't know. Yeah, just uh, tell her. Tell her that you can't go. No big deal. How do you normally do things on this show? Do you do you look at it one hard way or do you No, we can sometimes explore have four options. Like I'm starting to think now, what if this is opportunistic for the girl calling us? Like, how is your life? Maybe this trip will open your I mean, I know it's Scottsdale, but oh, right. say, like maybe there's a hot or some, guy. Or some path is you're enlightened somehow. You or yeah, someone. she might she might get along with the other bridesmaids yes. in some have way and like have deep friendships. Have you ever been out with a group of sorority girls? That shit can be on point sometimes and quite fun. Yeah, that's true. I mean, listen, girl, I don't know. Like, I would just... Or is it like going to a spouse's work party where they just talk about like only things they would know the whole time? You know? Yes, I do. I've been there yeah. a lot because... Everyone around me has spouses, and I do not. I have a pit bull. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe. 
I don't care. It comes down to money, though. I, I really do think that. Yeah. <laughs> if you don't have the money, that would speak volumes for me. If you don't have the money, you don't have the money. I oh. think it's weird someone would want to bankrupt you over their wedding. Like, and that's, I don't think that's what your cousin wants to do. Like, you no. literally are family. And, like, worst case scenario, like, tell your aunt. Be like, yo, I can't fucking afford this. Like, God bless. I'm so flattered she asked me. But, like, I can't. Whoever mm-hmm. your connecting relative is, I would just maybe talk to them if, like, God forbid she turns weird. Just and be in- like... Do you want to pay for this ticket? Because apparently this is like going to affect my relationship with them forever. Mm-hmm. In the card, when you bring a present to the wedding, make sure to note that you were able to get this present because you did not go on the bachelorette party. Yeah. Trip. Do you even get a present if you're a bridesmaid? Like, I feel like your present is you being get a, pre- a... You get a present from the you, bride. You do? I think so. No, no, no. I'm saying, do you I get have. a present? I, I, you I get a present from the bride, but yes, well, I no, think you... I'm saying when you're part of the wedding party, you don't have to give a gift because your gift is, like, all the money and time you're putting into it. From my understanding, like, bridesmaids it don't It should have be to that way. Gifts. I can't remember. I've given a gift and been a bridesmaid. Yeah. I feel yeah. like I've been... Yeah, part of that. Because of the pressure of being the only bridesmaid who didn't give a gift. So yeah, there's that. that. That always works. Yeah. It's just, it could be like a financial hemorrhage. Like, how is this working out for your for your situation? You're going you're gonna to be the maid of honor to your friend. Did Better you, be an open bar. Right? Are you, are you paying out of pocket for a lot of stuff, or is she helping you, or how is that working? Yeah, there's, there's got to be a lot of things you got to consider. Yeah. No, I'm asking you. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I'm the maid of honor, so it's a little bit different. But. Yeah, that's what I'm asking you. I'm yeah. saying you're the maid of honor. Like, yeah. are you are you footing the bill for a lot of stuff, or is she helping out? Like, what's the what well, was the I conversation mean, like, around my, that? She's being really conscious of conscientious of uh, the cost of everything. Yeah. So uh, she doesn't. She's not having a. I don't know how much I'm going to talk about this, but there she's not having like a bridal shower. We're just doing like a little bachelorette thing, and I'm just trying to keep it as like, like all of us are kind of possible. like on a budget so. pitching in. Yeah, that's good. That's good. So just being conscientious. But it's like a lot of it comes with also like how comfortable you are revealing that you're struggling with money to the person that you're talking to. And one would hope if you're like a bridesmaid, you guys are close enough that you can say that to them. Like that's Mm – I think it's very odd when someone's like as far as being in someone's wedding and they like can't say to them like – I'm in a jam, you know, Mm -hmm. like, I think that's, we do get, we've gotten that call over the years. Like my friend's a fucking bridezilla and like, they don't seem to give a shit that I can't afford this or whatever. I think that's very odd at that point. It's like, well, then why are you a bridesmaid? We actually produce bridezillas that you do. Mm -hmm. So have you dealt with some bridezillas? No, I I work among the editorial process of it, but I hear amazing stories about these I feel like a bridezilla would be smart enough to know not to bridezilla in front of you because you wouldn't put up with that shit. Yeah. A lot of people do put up with it, though. No, but like Angela in particular. Like you would know that like Angela in particular would not put up with that shit. Well, actually, I'd be like, I need you to talk to our casting producers um, (laughs) and keep it up. Thanks. Yeah. Another thought. The cousin probably, the bride, probably just had to invite you. Right. Because she can't not invite you, and she's probably going to be okay with this information. Like, your family doesn't fucking care about you, girl. This isn't about They you. care. They care. <laughs> but, you know, sometimes social circles just, you know, aren't for you, and a bunch of sorority girls aren't for you. So keep your money. Buy a present. Go have fun I at really that do think that this will, you'll be surprised to see how this kind of works out. Oh, okay, she will be. Yeah. And don't take that wrong. It's totally no, okay. No, I wouldn't take that wrong. I, honestly, I, like, I hope you are hearing what I'm... I mean, like, I used to think about that even in college, like, when my high school friends would come out and, like, come to my college. I'd be like, this is a little, like, 
this is a forced blending of situations and I hope everyone's okay in this, you know, because I went to school back home. So like I had friends that came home from their colleges and like they wanted to party and I'd be like, come to BC, but I'd also be thinking like, this is a weird meshing of worlds. And like, you know, I didn't always necessarily like it when someone's high school friends would come around or like someone's cousin or their brother or sister that was fucking weird. Like once in a while it would just be like someone's like brother or sister that was fucking weird. And you'd be like, Dude, like, I'm being nice to you because you're my friend's brother or sister, but we would never be friends. Christina and I were just talking about this coming up the stairs from Tacos, about being in situations that you don't want to be in and being miserable there. And not only does that suck for you, but it sucks for everyone around you. It makes me so unnaturally myself, like, where I get really, like, pointed and really, like, and it's just, like, I shouldn't, I knew I shouldn't have been there. And, like, I'm not myself. And, like, I'm unhappy and I'm making You want to know how to get through those moments? Everyone else around me miserable. And I don't want to be that person. Weed. Yeah. (laughs) It's true. Just fucking chill. Chill back. It's just, yeah, I could blend in any situation if I just. You do have to listen to someone when they say, I don't want to be there or I'm mm-hmm. not comfortable like there's a reason why they say that and it's also not easy for like I think that people forget that it's not easy for people to say like I yeah. don't want to be there like yes. a person's instinct is to say like you know yeah I'll do what I can or like I will absolutely be there knowing that like it's important to you but like if a person says I can't do that there's a reason why and you need yeah. to listen to that most people want most people try they want to try so yeah I'm obsessed with that lamp. You are. I really am. Like, Thank you. I wish it was nighttime so I could see how it illuminates this room. It's all beady and velvety. It's sexy and pretty. It is sexy and pretty. Uh, okay, let's take our next call. Hi, you guys. Um, I uh, met Molly Wag guest and Christina. Uh, good morning. Um, first of all, you guys are so amazing. I've called back, uh, called you guys a couple times and um. The first time was a couple years ago. It was when I was in this really dark, like, going to bars and blacking out and having sex with, like, uh, dudes. And I called in and Molly was, like, real, like, you told me what I needed to hear. And it was great. You were, like, stop doing that. Like, and then I was, like, wow, yeah, I should just stop doing that. And I did, and it improved my life so much. And then I called recently about moving alone and you were like, oh my God, do it. And I did. And it's the best thing ever. I never want to live with a freaking roommate ever again. Um, so anyway, my question now, it's long, but I'm going to try to make it as brief as possible. Basically, um, so my sister and her husband, they just recently got married. They moved from Florida to California. They were like really heavily in AA, so like super self-aware her husband's trying to be a musical a musician out in L.A. Um, they just moved to Silver Lake, and he's, like, kind of arrogant and narcissistic, but I really try to like him because he also is endearing. Um, but he, like, talks shit about my family when it's not really his place. He hates my mom, and my sister moved out here, like, to be close to the family because they just had a baby. And um, also to help uh, her husband's music career. And um, my stepdad doesn't like him. And just basically there's this back and forth between her husband and my family that's kind of causing these unnecessary risks because my mom's like a really fiery, like scrappy Libra also. Um, 
And I'm kind of like, I'm the middle child trying to tell everyone, like, to chill, basically. Uh, how would you deal with this? How would you guys deal with this? A, like, my brother-in-law, he's kind of too opinionated, racistic husband, doesn't know how to, like, kind of be in his place and be more kind of, like, just thankful and gracious to this new family, like, get comfortable and not just, like, going all out offending people right off the bat before he's because they're, they're very new, like, they've been there for, like, two years or something. So he's, like, new to the fam, you know? Um, yeah, thank you. Please advise. Well, I mean, a lot of addicts are narcissists, and that who you're, that's who your sister married. So, like, I don't really, I mean, there's nothing you can do. Like, unfortunately, like, that's, there's, I don't know what you can do to massage this situation. I feel like the only person you can talk off a ledge here is your father. And just saying that, like, you know, you're not going to be able to control this like strong-willed young sober man that's married to your daughter. Like he obviously feels like he has some like domain over her or whatever. And like, he probably fucking does like, you know, so I would just, uh, the only person you can even begin to affect in this situation besides yourself is maybe your dad. And that's the only person you should really bother getting to because reality is, is your sister is probably happy married to this man this man is obviously very happy with himself to an extent, or at least like, you know, he has an ego issue and that either implies like extreme insecurity or like very into himself, which either way is like not a great thing to have to go up against. And I wouldn't recommend that. Like you pick today. And I also would tell your father, like not to bother to like pick today to like take up issue with this guy. Like, I just don't think it's going to get anyone anywhere. My advice would be to stay ahead of this dude. Know when he's, you know, when he's coming over for family parties, stay ahead of what happened last time. What happened the last few times he was around? Were there issues? What did he pick on? Stay ahead of it. You know, don't change your life for him. You don't don't cater to him. Don't alter for him. But stay ahead it's of him good, so that he cannot bring you down. Me. Don't have that thing out on the table that he's going to pick apart. Or maybe, you know, limit the time he has at the house. You know, the party's from two to four. Like, so he's out the door at a certain time and the rest of you can stay I mean, and enjoy your day. Maybe get a vibe from your sister as well. And like, by the way, I would suggest not poking this bear either. Like, speaking of poking the bear, like, I really wouldn't. Like, your sister is either happy with who he is or she's unhappy and she's probably going to be defensive. So I would say, like, that maybe could be the other person you want to speak to and be like, does it bother you when like Ted like goes on a sh like rant about dad or like about the family or whatever? I mean, it is weird that you are so uh, aware of his shit talking of your family. Like that is a little strange because it makes me think that either the whole family is aware of it and just like deals with it or is not dealing with it and like taking it personally to the point that y'all are talking about it. I do have so many questions, but. Like, is he drunk when he's making the comments or is this him trying to be sober making the comments, thus just being irritable I'm and uncomfortable? I'm getting sober and arrogant. I'm getting like, a, yeah. air, like a, you know, that sort of like power trippy sober thing that can happen sometimes when it's like they're like, you know what? I'm like fully possessed now yeah. and I wasn't. So I'm going to tell you like they're doing that thing that they probably like try and teach you not to do, which mm -hmm. is like rubbing it in someone's face that you're yeah sober and therefore better than them or something, you know? There's also the kill him with kindness move. Someone being so rude. Don't be fake about it, but try to kill them, kill it with kindness. This guy's struggling. 
He has a drinking problem. He has a family. Money's probably an issue. You know, he's got a kid. Anyone who has a kid, unless you're making bank, it's it's trying. It's a trying time, I would think. Like, try to be understanding of the situation and, you know, feel sorry for him and don't get too engaged. He sounds very indulged as well. Like, oddly enough, like, despite being sober, he sounds very indulged. Like, you know, it's a that's like a nice thing to have to have like a person who supports your creative dream of like being a musician and like that's why you guys moved oh, that's out here. right the musician factor yeah and like there <laughs> he like- likes people to look at him he likes attention that's yeah. what this is yeah and, i think and i that's also that. like that's a you know it takes a sort of level and i say this as someone who's in this industry it takes a level of like delusion and self-importance to think that you're capable i mean music is even harder than writing that's like the hardest industry to make it in is yeah. music so um you know, you can only imagine like there has to be a part of your brain that's like on a good one to think that you should be a musician and that you could do this and that like you're going to actually be in the phase of your life where you have a child and a wife yeah. and you're going to still try for it. If I was in this family and this guy was at, say, the parents house acting up, I already know what my like one liner to him would be. It would be, did they say his name? They didn't say his name. Did they? No. Let's just say his name is Brian. I'd be like, go write a song about it, Brian. Yeah. And I'd leave the room. Yeah. Fuck. Go write a song about it, Brian. Like, that's so, I would totally say that. Yeah. That's like, a good this one. This is your problem, not mine, Brian. Go write a song about it. Yeah. Put it in a song, bitch. <laughs> yeah. So, absolutely. That's for you, girl. You go take get that, that home. Grammy, bitch. Yeah. Yep. Let's, we can talk about it from the Grammy stage. That's exactly what you need to say to him. Well, yeah, I mean, good luck. Call us back, 323-450-7408. And also, I'm like, I have to say, I'm, like, shocked that some of these things that you said that I helped you with, they, that they worked. Like, thinking about my advice to someone who's, like, going on being destructive and toxic in their sexual life, like, thinking about me saying to them, you know what, don't do that anymore. And it working is, like, maybe, I mean, maybe you said something that really implied to me that this was a kind of an active decision you were making. But most of the time, I would imagine if someone called about that, I would be, like... There's another reason why you're doing this and you need to go to therapy. Like, Or maybe she's one of that. those submissive girls who likes to be told what to do. Oh, yeah. So. Oof. There you go. Angela. I, yeah. So what? tell her Christina, tell her something else. look on your face? <laughs> I think she likes to be told. So mm-hmm. let's tell her something else. Go tell Brian to write a song about it. Yeah. For one. I bet his name is Brian. Like it's Brian or like Todd or something like I that. I want to call back from this girl in like it's summertime. TV. I want to know how it's going with Brian. If he uses a stage name, I think that that's also a big tell. Like, Ryan, why a, are you crying? Yeah, you got to come up with something, right? Some you guys should watch music and lyrics starring Drew Barrymore. And <laughs> Hugh Grant. Get, and once you guys have gone through that together, I'm sure you can survive anything. I had to watch it on the plane back from Japan because there was like nothing. Like it was like that, or do you want to watch The Shape of Water? And I'm like, I can't get into The Shape of Water right now. Like, wasn't that just ice? No, no The Shape of <laughs> Girl. Oh, that's <laughs> like what? Ah! I don't. <laughs> Christina I don't, I don't watch a lot of movies. I just got it. <laughs> yep. Yeah. We'll make a podcast uh, about it, Christina. Sorry, my, my brain is a little bit. I know. We're all it's all a little, little hot today. in LA right now. It's yeah. a little hot today. Also, Jesus, the honey. hill is like not a good example of what the rest of the like. The hill is once you come up here, the weather is like, it's hotter. It's like degrees rises. hotter or ten degrees colder. Like yeah. it's fucking. Yeah, well, it's definitely hotter today. The I had my hair blow dried today, and I have little curlies. It looks oh, really good. It looks really good. Thank you. Yeah, Who did your right. hair? Dry bar, baby. Yeah. Shout I out, man. I'm obsessed. Dry bar experience. I'm obsessed. When did you go? They're just the I greatest. went for my company's holiday party, and They're I great. went to the one over here at the Americana. Yeah. Actually. It's so lovely. They're quick, right? Yeah. And she, like, it's, you know, when you have hair that's not, like, 
pin straight. Yeah. yeah. It can be, you exactly. know, because you have curly hair, They too. blow dry it all. It makes it's it like, so silky. It's like sometimes they blow dry and it doesn't stick because they didn't do it right oh, or, like, yeah. whatever. But, like, they know I how to like handle any. Product. Their business model really is adorable. They're really good at handling any, almost, almost any hair. I'm, I'm not, yeah. but, like, who knows? Well, that's yeah. the reason why it's good, too, is because they get a lot of volume. And, like, that's why I was always, like, people, like, make fun of super cuts, but you're probably going to get a better cut at super cut than you are at a lot of places because they deal with a lot of volume. Like, they're getting people P- Pun intended long. there. Yes. Yes. Hair pun. <laughs> but, like, you know, dry bar, they see a lot of fucking people. So I'm sure that they're used to dealing with, like, different textures or You know what I do, mind. though? I do I, – I splurged and got a nice brush, and I bring my own brush because be I think about – all those women and how that brush has brushed all of their hair. So Fuck. that's disgusting. Actually. Bring your own brush. I am curious if they do like if they have a good track record with doing like black women's hair or what that is. Like. There have been black women probably in there better, when I've been there. Uh, probably better at dry bar than like most places. Or, I don't know. I like your average place it, you yeah. walk in. Yeah, I would be interested to know. I'm sure there's horror stories um, everywhere. Did you know that Rachel Dolezal is making her money doing braids? Did you know that? Are you I sh- did. I was like, who is going to her for braids? I mean, it's crazy. I could take three right here. That'd be cute. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if you want to employ Rachel. Did you watch? Okay, by the way, <laughs> no, the yeah, Rachel no, Divide being the name of her documentary is brilliant. I haven't seen it. The Rachel Divide. That is brilliant. That is like so fucking brilliant. That's such a smart title. The Rachel Divide. Like, that is so good. Genius. <laughs> Like, I watched the first half of it. I have to say, I feel fucking sorry for her sons. Like, I, there's, like, you know, there's, like, mixed messages on how her sons feel about her. And they were very sympathetic towards her. And, like, also a little, like, maybe Stockholm syndrome, but also, like, very victimized locally. Like, they didn't want to go places because they didn't want school to start again. Like, just, it was bad. It was bad. Um. Anyway, let's go back to our calls. Actually, we have a letter. Okay. If I read it to you? Yeah. So the interesting thing about this is that this actually came through a series of text messages to the Please Advise hotline. Okay, because we we told people that they could text. Yeah, so like this is the first Please Let Advise letter that came. This is a sober person, right? Uh, no, I don't know. I'm, I'm just kidding. They're yeah. definitely not sober. <laughs> They're texting. Um, okay. Okay. <laughs> Hey, two live, please advise crew. Yeah, they're not sober. <laughs> I have a question that I think I know the answer to. This is We're getting a lot of that today. Mm. My boyfriend and I have been dating for more than six months, but have known each other for over a decade. We are both in our late 20s. I've dated a lot, and he hasn't. Throughout our relationship, he has never accepted my friend requests on Instagram, my favorite social media platform. That's not good. As we are deciding to get deeper into our relationship... I decided to push the issue last week. Turns out he has not accepted me because he uses Instagram to follow and jerk off to my friends and my friends of friends. I found this out over the course of the days by pulling his teeth, you know, by pulling teeth and sticking to my gut feeling. Why wouldn't he just lie to you and say like cam girls? He wasn't truthful about it for way too long, even though I feel like we've that we've gotten to the core of the matter. I am in a tailspin. So background info. I have some serious cheating trauma in my life. Twice have two boyfriends cheated on me with my closest friend or roommate. And he knew this. Not to mention I have serious work and personal stuff that demands my attention and is getting screwed up because of this huge trigger. She must have hot friends. I know. I know you were going to say that I should break up with him, but I think my question here is, 
If you guys, I don't care what your question is. <laughs> I love it when people think that they could like rewrite the course of time. Like, no, you've said too much. Like, I don't care what your question is. But I think my question here is, if he goes to counseling, I go to counseling, duh, and we go to a relationship counselor, do you think he can change? Things were so fucking good and he was such a bright spot in my life that I'm having a hard time seeing what's possible and probable. If it were any other person I had dated for only six months, they'd be gone. But I've loved him as a friend deeply for a long time, and I don't feel like I'm ready to let it go. Please advise. I don't know, girl. Like, literally, I don't know why. I'm sure, like, more often than not, like, your significant other has, like, thoughts about certain people here's the other thing too is that like if he's just following your friends and friends of friends if he's just following them like he would be following them anyway so why can't he accept you onto his feed like are you a boner kill for him <laughs> like my mind would go there is i'm like oh i'm sorry he's like seeing my picture gonna like disrupt your masturbation flow or like is that really who he's protecting you from is like being around that like we're like you know, maybe there's the answer is much more insidious than like he's looking at your friends. Like, and here's my other thing: you you were like, does she have mom. hot? Does she have hot friends? Even if she did, like, no. But I'm saying that's why it sounds like everyone, every guy she's ever dated has cheated with one of her friends. I'm saying it sounds like she has hot friends. I didn't ask. Like, I'm saying like it doesn't matter if she does, but it also that's not every girl's problem, right? But what I'm saying is like I think she also has like to me that brings up the question of like, are you a poor judge of character? Because yeah. you're both picking people who, who are cheating on you and also picking friends, friends who don't mind th- yeah. fucking your boyfriends. Which is like, that is a real, that's a real turn. Like, that's a real twist to the narrative is like your friend is willing to fuck your boyfriend too. Because like most of the time it's like, ew, like. Your fucking boyfriend hit on me. Yeah, like disgusting. Like yeah. you're, that person is just like dickless to you essentially. Like that's how I usually think of like my friends. Unless I can tell that their boyfriend or girlfriend is like disengaged in their relationship. And then I'm like, usually someone has to give out a vibe that they're like at least open in order for someone to like be like, oh, okay. Like. And this guy is both her boyfriend and her friend. So like, right. like, I don't know. I would question the initial thing, which is like, what is that? What is you being approved on his timeline? What are you? What does you follow? Like, what is he posting to his timeline that you can't see? Because that's the only thing that accepting you prevents is like you can't see what he's posting or you can't see what he's liking. And also, and maybe like, he's like why, commenting. Why there's so much pornography on the internet? There's so much things that he you can do to like. It's a strange jerk off to, pleasure yourself to whatever. Um, why choose people you're tangibly connected to? Because maybe that? some people like for them, like a porn star isn't hot. It has to be someone that they can imagine themselves being with. Mm-hmm. You know, like that's a dangerous territory yeah for real like Like, especially really really viscerally that's actually happened to her before the boyfriends of the past have slept with her roommates so i mean this is basically the flour and the butter and the nestle toll house morsels on the counter we're just not making cookies here right um He's and looking I think at you them. waste money, like, and go to counseling if you want. But I think you're going to come to the same conclusion, which, like, this is a massive breach of your trust. She had said that things were so good and great, and now this um, is putting a thorn in her relationship side. 
This is an issue. Um, it's and, only a matter of time before this guy actually sticks it in somebody else. And it's I also do appreciate just you know now. Like this has been going. Was on. he? He must have been on it. Did she get into his page and see it, or did he, he admit that that's what's going on? Honestly, like what? He admitted it. What yeah. would which, he, which, that's actually a good thing, though. On the that's a positive note. He's communicative about this, but it, it also seems like she had to like beat it out of him, which is yeah. why I almost uh. wonder, like. Because this is so bad. Like, this is, like, this is the worst possible answer for a lot of people. Like, I'm jerking off. Like, no, I've dated a lot of guys that aren't eager to admit that they look at porn, even though I'm like, well, mm. you look obviously look at porn. Like, mm. that's okay. Like, no one's expecting you to not mm. look at porn. Yeah. But, like, the idea that this is what he settled on telling you. And, like, again, how does this affect whether, like – Everyone's boyfriend is looking at Instagram and everyone's boyfriend is jerking off. Every Why guy does looks this at, mean that you can't follow him? Every guy looks at every girl and, and decides instantaneously, would I fuck her or not? Yeah. Bef- I mean, whether it's across the table at a business meeting or uh, this guy yeah. with your friends, like the I girl think, walking that's by. that's the first thing everyone thinks about. Like, so it's a matter someone, of, like, is am he, I feeling it? <laughs> is he the type of man that's going to act on this or is he going to keep it in his pants and be a good man Why and that is what you, she needs to ask herself if he's looking and he's admitting and you know doing this it's just a matter of if he actually goes and cheats on her and it's where they go from here that's going to determine I don't know what conversation you're going to have in therapy that makes you turn a corner about this honestly that's he hasn't thing. acted on it but it, did he accept her if he did then that's a move in the no, right direction he, it he sounds like it. he hadn't up until this point, which is like, I well, would say... Well, if she to, got in, then they're they're growing. with the, They're growing and yeah. maturing in their relationship and in life. Maybe this guy needs to put this in the past and I had change. a moment the other day where I finally, like, clicked over to my friend's boyfriend's Instagram page. Like, the, she's been dating this new guy. And I was just like, oh, well, like, I'll check his page out. Their language around each other was completely different. Like, and that was a real big eye opener. A lot of the things that were like, he was saying was like, thanks for this. Or like, I appreciate this. Like, thanks for like the tickets to this thing, you know? And it's just like, what is she, your fucking connect? Or is this your girlfriend? Like, it wasn't like, I oh, like I always have so much fun with so-and-so. Like, you know, thanks for spoiling me. Like, it wasn't even like endearing. It sounded like a fucking business transaction. And I was like... I appreciate your... Yeah. Yeah, it was like, okay, Ticketmaster. Like, okay, <laughs> like this is fucking weird. Like, this is a strange reaction to have. Especially when this like person on the other side of it is speaking about you so glowingly. And like, you're like the one. And like, you sound more like, okay, like, this is a place where I'm pit stopped for a minute. Like, it just seemed like two different conversations. And that really was illuminating to me in a way that I kind of wish I could unsee it. Like, because before I felt like, oh, that looks like really healthy for both of them. That's really good. Like, this is great. And now I'm just like, oof. Girl, he does not like you that much. Like, this is, he's not that, he's not that into you. This is the downside of social media. I know. In relationships today. I mean, the wandering eye can really wander very easily. Well, you know what? That's good, though. Like, I really do. I think that that's good. Like, test it. Because that's a whole. I don't like when have. women like, and this is really common. Like they'll be like, "Oh, I I can't be on." Like their boyfriends will be like, "I can't be on Facebook anymore because it was causing too many problems. I can't be on this social media platform." It's just like that's not solving whatever insecure problem you have. You're just yeah. avoiding it, and it's just yeah. like you're actually really restricting someone's life and someone's social interactions, and like basically making a prisoner, um, making them a prisoner to your will. That's not a relationship. Whenever yeah. whenever I've dated someone, I've purposely not gone to the social media connect you know adding his friends or anything for a while because it honestly takes 
things off the natural path if you ask me. Oh, I'm old school. I don't want to know if you know the same people as me. I don't want to know what the ex looked like. Takes the natural path, the natural progression completely away. Whenever I've actually cared about someone either, like I haven't had a lot of questions about what their ex looks like or anything like that. Yeah. You know, like I've just been like, okay. Like, I don't know can't hurt me. Like it's that's ignorance, but it's it's safe ignorance. Much like this situation with her. She said it used to be so great, but then, you know, this presented itself and now it's the issue. But also like what is their background of friendship? Because it's only been six months that they've been dating and they weren't following each other on Instagram before then. So like therefore it is at least at the very least questionable that unless he follows you back, that he's not jerking off to you. <laughs> she should start playing games with him a little bit and block his account from seeing hers. Maybe start doing things without him, posting them on there and let him wonder for once what the hell is going on. Yeah. I mean, if that's worth it to you, you True. know, it may not be. It sounds like, you know, I mean, this it whole sounds like it, it is, her. but it also sounds like he's like very immature. She, well, she also like sounds a little bit delusional like you, you can go and spend thousands of dollars in relationship therapy which is by the way what it will be if you go more than like five times it'll probably wind up to be Especially like a thousand if you have bucks. an hmo yeah so and by the way like most insurance or most therapy covered by insurance in my experience is not the best therapy so um this is why she's here malls yeah i uh you're her therapy Miss Molly Mac. I wouldn't blow money on it. I really wouldn't. I would say that like I've done like desperate things in relationships or like been manipulated enough that I'm like apologizing for things I'm not sorry for or like, you know, bending to someone else's will just to like kind of save the fight or whatever. But also, like, like couples therapy only six months in. It's just like you, you don't even know each other enough to know if that your relationship has a foundation for that. I do think that couples should be going to stuff like that if they know it's going to work. They should be going to stuff like that early and often. I really do think that. And I they think both like, have to want to go. Yeah. Gotta, he's got to be in on it or it's going to be I'm not knocking useless. couples therapy in general. I just when think it's like, like a save the relationship therapy. Yeah. Like I think couples wait till they have to save the relationship to go to yeah, therapy. No, it's fine if you like. But like usually it's like it's I feel like six months is such a young relationship, relationship. to know where it's even going anywhere. I don't know. I'm like I'm like. I'm like get in there as early as possible but that's also just me in general like I like I think it's really like important to have discussions surrounding like your emotional situation you know like and also with some people it's very obvious that they haven't so my other thing to you is like are you already working on yourself and is he because that in and of itself is, I think, the most important thing. Like, you have to get there before you guys can start working on yourselves as a couple. She said that she does go to counseling. Yeah. Sorry, she does go to counseling. And it doesn't sound like he does. Cause... Yeah, so, I don't know, girl. I, uh... I know that you want me to, like... And I, by the way, like, don't do that. Like, guys, don't do that. Like, I... You can't make me answer the question you want me to answer. Like, if that's not the question that you have posed by everything else you have said, I'm not going to, like, ignore. You can't ask me to ignore everything else you've said to, like, go back and answer this one question. Like, no. Like, this isn't about the therapy thing. This is about, like, why is this happening in the fucking first place? And you can't make me un- you can't make me unthink. Yeah. Like, it's just, yeah. like. You- just focus on this one aspect of it. Yeah. Yeah. It is a red flag, though. I mean, he obviously has something to hide. He's hiding it, even though he's looking at her dead in the face and telling her why. Not accepting someone in your social media when lie. you want in. It's 
I think it's a lie. I think he, I I don't I think that she doesn't even know the tip of the iceberg. Oh, and wow. that's like how that's how much of a lie it is. And I really do find that like people who don't have a problem lying to you don't have your best interest in mind. Like yeah. it should be it should have been more of a problem for him to lie to you. And like yeah, like he could be afraid that like you'll break up with him, but it also could just be like shame around the situation. Like a lot of times guys will push you really fucking far. Um because they don't want to be the person who breaks up with the other one. I mean, that's thinking about how he's looking at her friend's pictures for pleasuring himself and then seeing those people out when they go to dinner and stuff like that. How does that not bother her? How does that not eat her up? How I does she know. want to stay in this position? How I would, can't imagine a therapist would be able to talk her to the other side yeah, of that. No, you're you know? right. I couldn't. This has been a deal breaker for me in the past when a guy has made comments. I have super hot friends. My best friend, Kelly, is the most gorgeous person in yeah. my world and – Growing up with her the past 20 years, everyone's, let me get it, Kelly, let me get it, Kelly, including the guys I've dated. And it's like, ugh. Right, like, it hurts. Right through the heart. Yeah. You don't want to think about the person, the one you're with. You're supposed to be with that one person. You're that Other people are not supposed to be involved in that. So this is red flags everywhere. Yeah, I don't like it. Get Sorry. Out. Get out. Christina, what do you think? Yeah, I agree with both of you. I'm just like, there's a lot of red flags going on here. And I don't so like, not to be a dick, but like I question your your ability your your ability to judge a person's character. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, people like to, people will do whatever they can to like turn a red flag into a green one, so to speak. And like, it sounds like that's what you're working overtime to do that. I was with a guy who didn't yeah. add me on his Instagram despite my attempts and... It lasted three years. I was like, you know what? I don't really care. I convinced myself I didn't care. Wow. I mean, we ended up separating anyways and finding out, like, I know why I wasn't in there. There were pictures of him with other girls and things I didn't know. Oh. So, I mean. Yeah, that's the thing I don't like. And by the way, I'm pretty. Oh, like, there's no, a reason private, you're not let private. In. I was going to say you could look it up on the computer. I mean, if I was what I would ask one of your friends who he follows, I'd be like, can I look at his Instagram? Which like, you know, I that, hate that it comes to that. How is that different than like doing a Google search on someone? Because it's not – well, no. If you're in a relationship with someone, I think it's fine to Google them. Okay. I just don't th- – I think that, like, if upon before your first meeting to, like, overly inform yourself. Yeah. But, like, yeah, you can look at someone's account. Like, if you, wa- if you have questions about someone's account, especially if there's someone you're with, like, yeah, you can Google that. But, like, I also just – I think it's weird when I, like, go on a Tinder date with someone. We were talking about this downstairs when someone's like – Hey, like I met your friend on Tinder. I'm like, don't do that. Yeah. Like, don't fucking do that. Like, yeah. you have to get to know the people the same way everyone else does, which yeah. is like assume that we don't have a mutual friend. Yeah. yeah. And maybe I'm like a Pollyanna about that. I just think it's fucking weird. I'm old school too with that. It's so strange to mm-hmm. me. Like also like the idea that like someone mm-hmm. is like you trust someone that you wouldn't date. Mm-hmm. So much that you would take their opinion about someone you're trying to date, which is like pretty much the most intimate thing you can do with another person. Kissing. That's the most intimate thing. Yeah. Like to think like you like literally are going to go on a date with someone and like see if maybe that you want them to be your boyfriend or girlfriend or like be intimate with them or something like to think that like, you know, oh, Angela is going to be able to tell me if like Roger's like a fucking prince or not like well then why isn't angela fucking roger you know what i mean (laughs) like if she knew really like i mean you could always say like yeah that person's dated my friends and they're a piece of shit but like also like everyone i've dated guys and been a piece of shit it doesn't mean like i'm bad to date it just means that like that person wasn't right for me exactly you know wasn't right for you anyway but fun for a minute 
fun or like just not worth my consideration, you know? I don't know. We all have the same 24 hours in a day, girl. It's our only currency. That's what you're saying. And I love it. It's so true. Don't I waste really it do. On anything that's wrong for you. You you really you pointed out something else that I love downstairs, which is that time is like time is your currency in this world. Like that's all we you all have, have 24 hours in a day. We're all equally rich. Yeah. With the same amount of time. And it is true. It's like people you like there's a huge respect difference for me and like the people that are like I'm not taking that person's phone call. I don't have time for that. And the people that begrudgingly do that, it's like to an extent, sure. But like that is, you're right. Like that's your fucking time. Like and having a boundary about that is like sexy and interesting and like mm-hmm. healthy. Shows mm-hmm. like good health, you know? And if you're going to waste it, just make sure you're wasting it on yourself. Right. Not the wrong person. It sucks to be in a fight with someone or something and just like it's going on and on and on. You're like, dude, this like wasn't working five laps ago, mm-hmm. like let alone now. Like exactly. this absolutely is not working. Yeah. We can just keep killing each other. But what's the point? Um, okay. Do you want to take one more call? Are we good to go or what's going on? We're wrapping up. Yeah. Okay. You guys, episode 164 of Please Advise. Angela Ronaldo, thank you so much for Hello, being here. Thank you. Good night. Where can people find you online? Do you I want mean, them to find you online? Yeah, LA Yankee Girl on Instagram. I am private, but you know, I was gonna I'll, say I may like, let you in. I didn't know if I should tag you yesterday. You can. I was like, oh, yeah. I don't know if she. I still like, control the gates. That's true. It's true. To Angela, Snapchat Wing Mangela. Wing Mangela. I'm responsible for many tips getting wet in this town. Ah, <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ! From you know, real quick to love everlasting. <laughs> it's true. Do you know anyone to set me up with? I should not be dating, but <laughs> no, you are my lifer. No, the answer is no. I need you by my side. Okay, good. I'll keep. We're gonna I'll take stay this world by storm. There's a lot left for us to do together. I know. Right? Boys like, will just God, get in the way. Just like fucking get pregnant. Like ruin besides, you have this pain in the ass. <laughs> I know. I, can't I promise date. to never get pregnant and ruin your life. No, I'm just thank kidding. Thank you. Um, okay, you guys. Well, thank you so much for listening. I'm Moz. This is Christina Lopez, and I'm the hostage. Wags has in this the corner. Well. Angela. Angela's ankles. Okay, we're gonna go. The, He's having his episode, usual end of episode freak this out. This is like end of a, the episode wraps up when Wags hits a fucking wall. Uh, all right, guys, we'll talk to you next week. Bye bye.